<laughs> so this is the this has been the hardest art fight podcast to ever get started um, because it started as soon as Logan walked in the door and we haven't been able to just hit record and get going. Yeah. So hey, uh, welcome Art Fight Podcast, Logan Nash, Joe Nolan, myself. What is up? What is up? We're glad to be here with Logan. Logan is uh, one of my coaches at the UFC gym in Hendersonville. Highly recommended the UFC gym. Fantastic place. I uh, started going there. It'll be two years. It'll be two years. Well, in in like uh, this this like late summer. Like I think it was like July-ish or something. Yeah. So I've been there for, for a year and a few months now. Um, That's awesome. And thank you for the kind words. And, yeah. Uh, I love it We're there. We're hoping to uh, be impacting a lot of lives and mm-hmm. change a lot of futures. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, I mean, there's, you know, I've seen a lot of people make a lot of progress there, whether it's, um, you know, just in their health or uh, or as fighters. And as a matter of fact, Logan, I'm seeing whole fight careers emerging out of that gym, including your own. Yeah. Uh, I don't plan on fighting too much uh-huh. in terms of athletes or uh, a- athletically mm-hmm. uh, there's a bunch we could talk about in terms of like my health that is hasn't been the greatest mm-hmm. uh, but I really enjoy the coaching side and the mental yeah. aspect and uh, how we can change the game there's still a ton in MMA that isn't being used or utilized uh-huh. just this whole world that could be explored uh-huh. options that isn't really being touched on right now uh-huh. and uh, that's where I really think I'm going to be a kind of big piece in moving forward. Uh-huh. But we'll see, and we'll. Uh, I'm going to do a few fights, and maybe I find I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe maybe I find I can't get enough of it. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm like relieved, and uh, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm super uh, excited right now. And mm-hmm. I so wish it was. Tonight. So you're saying you're sitting on a whole stash of things that no one's employing. <laughs> that I've just made. You're some like I'm, you're like I might. <laughs> I might bring these out and change the game forever, but you know what? Like I might, <laughs> maybe just for Jason. Who knows? <laughs> right. Yeah. There's a. Um, tell us about the. Tell us about what's coming up next weekend, so people yeah, yeah, just can absolutely. be aware of that. Sure. So next Saturday night at the Middle Tennessee Expo Center in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Doors open at six thirty. Fights are going to start at seven thirty. We've got the Jonathan Ivy Cage Fighting Championship three. I, it's uh, being called the Night of Champions. So there's going to be it. four title <laughs> fights on the line. Um, and then me and Coach Jason at the UFC gym will also be fighting, uh, as well as Donovan will be fighting for one of those titles. Uh, our student Donovan, or not not our student, but our teammate Donovan will be fighting mm-hmm. uh, for one of the welterweight titles. Mm-hmm. Uh, so three of us will be fighting from the gym. Uh, it'll be it'll be your first professional MMA fight. Yeah, it's it's technically it's actually amateur, but I've uh-huh. done professional grappling matches uh-huh. in the past. Uh-huh. Um, but. As we advance in the careers of especially Jason and Donovan, they're probably going to be looking to go pro not in too long from now. So, okay, how, and how does that work? Because it seems like sure. there's some weird. I think for the, for the the layperson, it seems like okay, your amateur means you, right. you're fighting probably lesser competition for no money, or for very very uh-huh. nominal like two hundred dollars or something, right? No and money then, would be correct. No money would be correct. <laughs> yeah, so, is that, so I guess that's what I want to understand more hard and fast is like what what is the delineation that. Uh, like how does it work because it seems like that there's like you even just said like well I've been I've, I sort of fought professionally in this sort of area right. but now that I'm competing in this other slightly different area it's you know I don't know so how does that work yeah so right, like I said grappling is kind of a different world 
yeah. I, I've done like a pro grappling match. It's like an invitational thing in the past, uh-huh. uh, in which I did receive money, and, and it was really well paying for for what I did. Yeah, uh, to where amateur MMA, basically anybody could do it. Anybody can sign up for it. The good thing is that this kind of promotion, the fighters are handpicked, so it's going to be top-level amateurs. Yeah, mm-hmm. You might see one or two fights that make me look shaky, maybe don't look like they mm-hmm. might have put enough time in, but for the most part, you're going to see people who know how to put it together. Got it. So it's not like one of these them. things where it's like... Um, it's not a tough man competition. Right, yeah. Or, yeah, but it's not one of these things where it's like, you know, hey, uh, you know, my guy w- had a no-show... Um, so we're gonna get this guy out of the crowd, right? <laughs> Which mm. anything is possible. Or <laughs> <laughs> like I uh, we mentioned Jason before his first uh, match or fight that he signed up for. He uh, he man, if I wish you could see the poster, I should have brought it with me. And I've in fact I've got a poster to give you guys later. So oh, awesome! Um, but the poster, the guy looked super intimidating, and he looked like uh, one of those com- big kimono dragons that flare their big traps up. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you, if we could get a picture of Jason somehow. He's not as intimidating looking. He, <laughs> you know, one of the the referees said he looks like he's got a high IQ level. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So that's tough, so that apparently but, is the least threatening thing at all of all right, is looking well, smart. Well, they wait. Well, they wait in and stare down and everything. And yeah. then the guy did he wear his glasses to the stare? Down? He sure did. <laughs> that's awesome. He shook his hand and said, "Best that's of luck, man." Of, that's, that's so that he's a super mild mannered, like high energy, like guy. I mean, yeah. he's he's always he's like very putting stuff guy. on his Instagram of like. Hey, it's 5 a.m. I'm at the gym. Yeah. yeah and it's just right. like, this. he's just like, it's funny because it's like, I can see, when I see him train, I see like, I can see his competitiveness. Sure. And I've watched him sort of, I've watched, you know, I saw, I was there the night that you gave him his blue belt or whatever, right? Oh, probably Coach George. Or, or Coach George, George did. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. The yeah. old, the old jujitsu coach. And, um, uh, cause right at, cause it was like, he gave it to him right before we did an MMA class. And, yeah. then, and then of course, Jason's like, just, just got done grappling for an hour and a half or whatever. Sure. And now he's going to do MMA class Absolutely. with us for an hour. And he's also going to stick around afterwards and spar. You betcha. And he's going to, you know what I mean? And so you, you, you could see that he had a lot of ambition and a lot of drive. Sure. Even then, you know what I mean? And yeah. now he's actually two fights in you oh, know, or about and, to be. And man, he's been training for about, Two and a half years now, and I've been training about nine, and he's just, I he's I got to put the pedal to the metal because he's catching up on my ass fast. Wow. Uh, it went from we would spar and I could just pretty much do whatever. I could take him down. I could submit him. We'd restart to where now it's, thank God if I take him down to begin with. If we're, gonna, <laughs> if we're striking, it's going to be pretty even. Yeah. Uh, but if I take him down, I'm in trouble off. In the ground game too, he's, he's evolved everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, he just got his third stripe on his yeah, blue third belt. Stripe on his yeah. blue belt, so he'll get one more, and then he'll get his purple belt. Yeah, right on. Um, which is, like I said, in the time that he's done that is is amazing. Wow! Um, it took me, man, like six years of training to get my purple belt, and he's gonna do it. You know, maybe in a year. How, how old is he? He's twenty one. Oh so wow! He's, he's a young guy. And how old are you? Twenty four. Twenty four. Okay. Yeah. Well, I've been training young. since I was uh, sixteen. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you're twenty four. Uh, you're like he's a young guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, I, I'm the the ninety five Camry with two hundred fifty thousand miles on it, and he's the you know the two thousand eight. Tesla, whatever Tesla, yeah. like ten thousand miles on it, you can recharge. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. funny how like every, every generation, it's it's always the same thing, you know. Like when we were coming up or doing whatever we were doing, it was like you were the next wave, and every, you guys pick up everything so fast, and mm-hmm. yeah, you know. And then uh, and then by the time you get to your forties, it's just like, 
what is going like now it's like a whole other it's like a super race of humans is coming up behind us or something you know this yeah. is nuts like my nieces and my like my nephews my brother's kids are like in college now and it's like they're like sometimes i feel that way about them i'm just like what this is they have these they have like this weird um, <laughs> what's it called like a life plan you know <laughs> they have a, like a life plan yeah they're they're, they're they have intention about what they do yeah, and yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. do what they say they're going right. to do they have goals and yeah, they achieve goals <laughs> So weird. It's super weird. We were, you know, when when I was twenty or whatever, it was like we're not dead yet. (laughs) This is awesome. What are you going to do for fun? (laughs) This is awesome. Yeah. Nobody did anything. That's funny. That's funny. (laughs) What um uh uh when you say you start you have been training for nine years, what did you? What's your background in in, in martial arts? Man, so I I started training karate when i was just a, a young child i was I, mm-hmm. I did karate for about four years when i was a kid uh-huh. um but didn't take anything did you grow up in hendersonville much. i did i was okay. born and raised here uh-huh. uh and i really played baseball most of my life I, I played a couple other sports i played tennis a little bit in high mm-hmm. school but i mostly stuck to baseball and did a little bit of karate um but i was always competing in something and uh I started picking up MMA in the off season of baseball when I was uh-huh. uh, like a sophomore in high school. Yeah, uh, just for fun, you know. I, I, I find that to be really interesting. That that you know, like fighters like you and like Roy McDonald, yeah. <laughs> like you know, yeah. fighters who are of an, of a certain age where they are coming into MMA as a point of through entry. MMA. Yeah. Yeah. You right. know what I mean? Right. As opposed to not through too long ago or where it's like I was a wrestler, right. I was a Taekwondo guy, yeah. I was a karate guy, you know, like like fucking Machida karate exactly. guy. You know, where it's like, no, I just did this for yeah. I started 15 I went years. right to an MMA school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Went, uh, I begged my dad for uh, for Christmas. I, that's all I wanted was MMA lessons. Uh-huh. I, was, that, I was 16. I just, that's all I want, dad. That's all I want. And uh, and he did. Tap out. He, I'm going to tap it. out this fucking yeah. Halloween oh, season. Oh yeah, I can do it. I, can <laughs> do this. I think I, I saw the first little guy in a fight. First small guy just get his ass whooped for five minutes. Mm-hmm. Just get keep getting his ass whooped, and then throws up a submission and catches it. And I was like, whoa, how do he do that? He just yeah. wins all of a sudden like that. I yeah. want to play. See, so, <laughs> yeah. what's funny is too is that I think that that is. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm not a huge guy, right? So anytime the, the little guy wins, I'm like, sure. yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, but, uh, but I guess I guess I just think it's interesting that that is really going back to the essence of the original appeal of MMA and its very inception in terms of uh, you know Gracie coming in and mm-hmm. you know taking out these giants you know with technique and Absolutely. and because uh, prior to that it was sort of like the mythology of whatever you see in kung fu movies or what, mm-hmm. that was like what you got like I guess it's just like a weird um, you know you. you you see people doing amazing things, but it's almost uh, like not even real. And right. then that was the first time where it actually was like, "Oh, this is this is actually real." Right. And then I think it's interesting that like even now, like to you, like kind of what you're saying, I think it's really interesting that that was the the even the appeal or something that at least cemented it for you. Where like, oh, there is something to right. this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it was almost like cheating. I was like, I, I just yeah. couldn't. I was like, how does that? How does it work? How does he just win like that? Right. And it really is. It's when you learn jujitsu, it's like having cheat codes to a fight. Yeah. And it's like if you can know all the buttons and all know all the right moves and 
everybody knows how to defend a punch. Everybody knows how to throw a punch. Naturally, we we watch these movies and we we learn that not everybody knows how to defend a double leg takedown or mm-hmm. knows how to defend an armbar. Right, and that's where people really getting you know it, it's six months of training. You can pretty much take out anybody. That's on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, so th- let me just tell you something. Like uh, you know, I do a lot of work in various marketing uh, areas. There is your tagline for your school. Six months of training, you can pretty much take out anybody. <laughs> as long as we keep pretty much, pretty much anybody. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, you know, I think that that's. Um, but you're already in a situation, even in, even at six months training. Let's say you're a woman and you've done six yeah. months of training, or let's say let's say a year. You've done a year of of jujitsu training. You're talking about a girl who could who would be a whole lot better off in terms of being able to defend herself against worlds a, a man, yeah, you know, worlds, oh, yeah. who's probably bigger and stronger. You know what I right. mean? And that's and that's how we kind of get the belt rank system in you know other other martial arts. It's just kind of here you go, fifteen bucks for this belt. The mm. blue belt in jujitsu kind of says you can beat the untrained person. So mm-hmm. so you take a that hundred and twenty pound woman blue belt. She's probably going to be able to be even a, like a two hundred fifty pound man. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds ridiculous yeah. until you've seen it in person, yeah. live, yeah. and it just looks like complete magic and yeah. just complete hocus pocus. But it's completely real and it looks yeah. hilarious almost. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's certain things I guess about like the instinct. If you're for people to say that are that have never practiced anything, but have like a, a normal person, right? Like you grew up having fights with neighbors and sure. your kids, you know, or yeah. like street fighting a little bit or whatever right. the kind of, whatever natural conflicts you just happen to run into right. in life, you know? Um, and then, uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, that like uh, in terms of striking, the instinct to defend against striking is really, I guess what I'm trying to say is that I think it's interesting that in jujitsu, it's really counterintuitive that, like that you need to get closer to someone to take sure to not be at the end of somebody's punch mm-hmm. right and then to like and then really the more that you're on the outside even if you're out of someone's range you're still more at a place of risk than being really tight or like having your hips like locked with somebody else or you know because then they can't then they they have nothing mm-hmm. sure. uh, and that's like a not a natural like like I'm not a, I don't practice jujitsu at all but I know kind of those basic things and if I ever ended up in some situation I would know to get myself very close to that person right. as opposed to like trying to be out at range uh, if I didn't have the opportunity to flee or um, <laughs> yeah, sure. or use any, or if you didn't think you were going to land that tornado kick, you yeah, were, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, hey, I've got a bag of groceries here. I cannot. <laughs> I'm just not going to pull off this flying axe kick. <laughs> yeah, not today. I got to stretch first. Yeah. But if I get in a fight, I've got to stretch for at least five minutes first. Hold on. Yeah, and I, th- I can, and I think it's cool that like sort of the self defense defense notion is is a nice sort of impetus or way to sort of. Uh, make it compelling for people to do it. I think it's something everybody mm. should do. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, in a weird way, it almost, I'm not, I don't know how to explain this very well, but it almost feels like it kind of cheapens it in a way too, or makes it feel kind of infomercially or something because mm-hmm. there's so much richness to it. There's so sure. much culture. There's oh, so sure. much, it's, so it's not like, um, you know, we got to keep it hipster. We got to keep it everybody. Now stay away. It's not that great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, it's all right. Go do some Krav Maga. Type <laughs> I had a guy get up in my face the other day about it. Krav Maga's better. <laughs> Krav Maga. And I just said, you mean jujitsu? And he's no, Krav Maga. I do Krav Maga. 
<laughs> I think people like That's to fantastic. say that though. Just say that, <laughs> yeah. People just like to it say just sounds cooler. Yeah, just, you really know what I mean. What it looks cool on film. That's for sure. Sure, it sounds very angular and, and painful yeah. though. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. Krav Maga. Oh gosh, Jujitsu, Jujitsu, Jujitsu. But I think with Portuguese. Yeah, it sounds so good. I love it. I love it. No, but I do think I just I wanted to I wanted to you know just hit that that note about self defense for a woman because I'm just trying to say like like you're talking about the the sort of. The, the quality of the weirdness of what, if you have this training, like you will be at this level where you can go into a situation that seems highly unlikely that you're going to come out of it on the other side, you know, as the victor. And it's very likely that you actually will like, you know, because like you say, it's, it's, you know, you're in a, you're, you're, you're taking, you know, like you said, you know, any two people can start punching each other badly and probably, wild, right? but they can no sort of do that, you know, but, but if you're on the ground with somebody who knows who knows anything about jujitsu? Or first, you just not get someone to the ground. Yeah, yeah. it's just yeah. terrible. Like mm-hmm. I, I've I've done very little jujitsu training at the gym, but I've done enough of it to know that it's a terrible. <laughs> you know, sorry, that's what it's like. But you, you, you know, accurately described. You know, yeah, it's just like and and it, the worst part about about trying to learn how to do jujitsu to me uh, is is just the here's what I've learned from the little jujitsu I've done. Uh, I've learned that I have no idea how to do jujitsu. <laughs> I've learned that all of your instincts of what you're doing on the ground when you're fighting with somebody are bad. Backwards. And they're, yeah. yeah, and you're, and, and I've just basically, here's what I've done. Every time I've done it, I've just exhausted myself. Right. And then I've been submitted. <laughs> That's pretty much it's, what I, it's similar to know? drowning. Yeah. It's just insane. It's like, it's like crazy because it's like you. I mean, all all of my instincts are all wrong. They're right. all wrong. Everything I'm doing right. is wrong. But here's the here's the hard part. I don't know what to do. Right. <laughs> well, Brian, Brian yeah. touched on it. If like uh, we get man once a week, we hear a guy say, "I got some street fighting experience," and that pretty much tells me they're going to do everything backwards. Yeah, because everything with, with, is fer- with yeah with yeah. with fervor. Right, right, right. in the right. wrong direction. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. If you've ever heard the the, the quotes, uh, direction is more important than speed. Somewhere, some people go nowhere fast. Right, yeah. they go nowhere very fast, mm-hmm. uh, and it's almost easier when they think they know and they're backwards and wrong mm. to just it, it, jujitsu it's all about control right mm-hmm. it's all about just limiting your opponent's options and and making it worse and worse and worse over a series of moves until it's just completely you're 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 underwater and so it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of like if you have a, a 30 word vocabulary and your opponent has a 25 word vocabulary it seems like that that would still be pretty pretty close you know in terms of what 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 you know quote unquote words can be leveraged here but it's kind of like if you're running through sequences and sort of probing or checking for each of their responses to each of these exactly. uh things and then from that information or feedback that you're kind of getting you're saying like okay they actually don't know this word so now i'm going to force the situation where this if they can't speak this word then they're going to they're going to drown that's 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 kind of you got it uh i guess the way to look at it is um the average person doesn't, you know, doesn't speak jujitsu at all. They can't say any words. Once you become kind of a white belt and you're six months in, four or three, four months in, you're learning words and you're learning how to say your ABCs. By the time you're blue belt, you're starting to put uh, fragments of sentences together. You're chaining two or three things, and but it's not quite complete yet. By the time you're a purple belt, they s- consider that to be a, 
a professional level. And that at that point, you can kind of do sentences. But then there's still brown belt where you can kind of do paragraphs. And then black belt essays to where you can mm. just, everything flows together kind of in one derivative. Uh-huh. Uh, but what's really unique is, uh, I guess to translate that to jujitsu is uh, a, a blue belt will armbar you, but a purple belt would go for a key lock, which is like a shoulder lock, and you'll defend the key lock. And then that's when they'll take the arm home. Uh, and then it, it's all sorts of traps. So there's just different levels to it. Um, there's still levels I've got ways to go, and I've been doing it for nine years. We've got a two-stripe black belt, our professor Antonio, who mm. laughs at me mm. whenever I roll with him, and I feel like a white belt again. And it's still so humbling even nine years in. I'm still just like, I have so yeah. far to go. Yeah. And is he is he the... Um, uh, Check mats. Yes, he's our new head uh, head coach. Tell us, so, so talk mat. about him a little bit because I, sure. I, I haven't really even really gotten. I think I said hi to him one day, sure. but I don't know anything about him really. So Professor Antonio is yeah. straight here from Rio de Janeiro. Really quick, here's a question: source. When we say professor, sure. is that is that what you say to any black belt in jujitsu? Yeah, where does that phrase that's come? A great question. Okay, I'm really yeah. really glad you said that. <laughs> yeah. so, and we call any black belt in jujitsu that because it essentially takes the same amount of time to be a professor of law or to professor. Professor. Oh, okay. Uh, the average black belt is eight to twelve years. Yeah. And and when I say average, I say training three times a week consistently. That's very rare. Yeah. Like I said, I'll be maybe twelve years by the time I get my black belt. Uh-huh. Uh So it, it's crazy, man. Uh, so yes, we call them professor mm-hmm. for that exact reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even though I coach, I'm just a coach because I'm a purple belt, right? Mm-hmm. I teach kids, um, but. Professor Antonio is, I think he's in his early 40s. He's actually got two kids as well who train in Rio still. Mm-hmm. But he's uh, left his family to come coach us and to start our kind of check mat team here in Tennessee. We hope to bring his family here soon. So they're back in Rio. They're back in Rio. Wow, yeah, amazing. So, and, and he's here just for and, this opportunity. And, and what is ch- check mat? That's his, that's his, like, his, his kids' jujitsu program. Is that what it is? So check mat is, yeah. is, is a jujitsu team. It's one of the biggest jujitsu teams. And it actually spanned from, a team called Alliance. And okay. cool story is they um, they didn't want to open Alliance, didn't want to open a gym in the slums of Rio. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Leo Vieira and his brother, they wanted to. And the, so they split into Team Checkmat and they opened the gym in Rio de Janeiro. Uh-huh. Well, Professor Antonio was a student there. Oh, okay. That's, thankfully, that's how we've got him. This through this whole Checkmat split, and now we're fortunate enough to get him. Okay, uh, over here in, in Hendersonville, Tennessee, man. Wow. Of all places, it's, yeah, it's crazy. Are you That's, familiar with uh, Eric Silver? Uh, I've heard of him. Yes, he's okay. a Brentwood BJJ, I believe. Is that where he is now? I think so. Because he's I'm been here in Nashville. And, I mean, he's I've heard a, of him though. He's a you know student of uh, Hickson yeah. Gracie. Uh, he's got a school here. Yeah. Uh, seems like, t- seems t- like there's some good. Yeah, it seems like there's some actually not only just really good. Uh, players here, but also just really tied directly to the source yeah. type players. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's really cool that it's how it's kind of come over here. It was the most of the ninety five percent of them ten years ago were in California, and now they've kind of been able to span off. Before you know, you throw a rock in California, you hit a black belt. But it's it was so hard to find black belts here five years ago, right? Uh, and now we've got three at our gym, and we've mm-hmm. actually got one female uh, who just trains. Though who is the uh, who are the other who are the other coaches mm-hmm. that are black belts at the gym? Uh, so we've got uh, Professor Antonio, and we've got okay. Professor Gabriel, who's also going to open the check mat in uh, Murfreesboro. Uh-huh. And is he a new one too? Like he somebody? Is, yeah. Okay, and yeah. then who's and the he's third from one? Rio. 
Uh, her name is Bruna, but she uh-huh. just trains right now. I'm not uh-huh. sure if she's wanting to coach or teach or what. She's kind of new. She's just training. To okay. training yeah, 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 yeah. Is she from Rio too? She, she is. Okay, yeah. I think she's from a different, not Rio, but Brazil, a different okay. part of Brazil. Yeah. Uh, and it's been fun. Uh, so Professor Antonio, he came with us speaking no English. Uh, so he's been learning English and he's already come a long way in like a little over a month. Oh, uh, I've been that's trying great. To speak, I love it. Learn a little bit of Portuguese and it's, it's great. Incredibly difficult. Yeah. Uh, but I just want to be able to communicate with them. And yeah. luckily we can communicate through jujitsu. Well, yeah. And I would say, I mean, in that world, I mean, if you, you know, as you're doing whatever you're doing in the future with, with the fighting and coaching and, and the jujitsu and everything else, I mean, I think, I think that's a good currency to have in that world. So yeah. if you can speak a little Portuguese, right. I mean, that'll go a long way. There's a whole bunch of people speaking Portuguese who right. live fucking fighting. Well, <laughs> I guess if you're a black button jujitsu, yeah. Brazilian jujitsu, yeah. right, you've got to right. know a little, how to speak yeah. to all the Brazilians. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. I think so. I think so. And, it, and it's, it's cool language. It's really interesting. I mean, yeah, I think you learn a lot about, I mean, I feel like I've learned quite a bit about Portuguese just from being a fan of the sport. Cause yeah. you like all the stuff with like the, the RH sound, and all that stuff and like why do we say why isn't it Jose Aldo and it's oh, like because it's not Spanish and learning a little bit of Spanish in school has messed me up man uh-huh. I, I'm saying da onde and it's ja onde yeah, all these yeah, different yeah. things and now I'm starting to realize why they say I respect you man <laughs> no problem you know, I, yeah. I kind of get it because I feel like I'm speaking the same yeah. way right back that was like a good Anderson Silver right there yeah right. <laughs> oh, I'm happy I respect, I respect you I, I respect <laughs> I love that motherfucker <laughs> Dude, he, he should just they should just be like hey we would like you to start your own steroid promotion yeah <laughs> And just go to town. Let Anderson Silva be like the Dana, the Dana White <laughs> yeah. the, and the forebearer of, I mean, granted, a lot of people would just say that's called the UFC already. But yeah. what I'm saying is like an actual sanction. Everybody's on steroids, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> 209. Everybody is on steroids. What do you mean by that? I mean, everybody's on steroids. <laughs> How does that work with like your competitions? Do they do testing? or, or is there like- So uh, I guess the short answer would be no for steroids. But they, we have to do blood work. Yeah, we can't be bleeding on each other with with all sorts oh, okay. of illnesses. Yeah, yeah. So, like hepatitis or whatever. Right, yeah, yeah, so we do all the all the blood work tests for that. But no, there's no steroids testing. But hopefully, they're not doing it. I, yeah. I would hope it wouldn't be worth it. Yeah, to, yeah. to wreck your body for for an amateur. Yeah, you know, nobody that, looks too fucking juiced on that poster. No, <laughs> no. I, I think me and Jason are going to be in like fucking Donovan physique. comes in just like, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. dude. We're we're all like struggling to make our weight, uh-huh. so it's like, uh, you know, uh-huh. it's pretty obvious that when no, you know, nobody's <laughs> doing Donovan trains. Donovan trains. Oh, no, so I can't speak for. They everybody. can just do a visual inspection. I hope so, so easily isn't like, taking steroids. Right, that yeah. would suck, wouldn't it? Just line everybody up, and be like no. Well, none of these guys are on that steroids. Would suck. Yeah. That would uh, Donovan. Does he still train uh, uh, jujitsu at the gym? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so he's at the USC gym. And what, what, what is he doing for like his striking coaching and all that? So stuff? he's doing. He's training at Phoenix MMA with Corey Robinson, who's okay. our, one of our uh, coaches at UFC gym, and he opened his own studio. I wonder if I know him. What was his name? Corey Robinson. Corey Robinson. No. Yeah. He used to coach at the gym for probably like a year, man. Do you do MMA? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I probably know him then. Uh, so he he trains there quite a bit, and then he uh, he trains up at our gym. It's like fifty fifty, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, but that's cool. One, you guys, I gotta have him on and ask him that. Yeah, kind of goes back and forth. Yeah. With it, well, know? Donovan will be uh, fighting for a um, 
uh, for the the middleweight yeah, championship, welterweight, title. welterweight yeah. title, yeah. So he'll maybe he'll have a belt. We'll have him come in, and bring yeah. a shiny goddamn belt. Then. Got it. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. And That'd be great. I, I think he's gonna. I yeah, think he's gonna do it. We're gonna uh, want to talk to all those guys. You know, at some point, just for so people can know, we've got a kind of a. I mean, we technically speaking, we've done very well with this podcast. We this is a credit to Brian because he's kept it working so well. We haven't had a whole lot of technical problems, yeah. but we do feel like we like we're <laughs> limited on how many people we can have in here at once. Sure, you, you did one show, we had so, like five people in here, and it was just got crazy, right? Well, it's so, also like because people end up just um, talking over each other in a sure, way that it yeah. just becomes like if anybody was ever listening to it, it's actually almost problematic to have three yeah. people if you really think about it. Uh-huh. Well, I'm sorry, what? Excuse me. Right. <laughs> so, uh, Let me cut you off right there. And say, right. Right. No, yeah. so, I mean it's it's not necessarily just about the physical space. I mean, uh-huh. obviously we're in a pretty tight space here, but um, mm-hmm. but it's a good setup for what it is. Yeah, you know, it might be something that we just need to look at. Mm. If you bring Donovan but, on, just get Donovan. Yeah. yeah. In fact, only one of you. If it's just two of you, if it's Donovan, got enough. So there's not even there's yeah. not even Talk. enough spiritual room in here. No, no yeah. way. Yeah. No yeah. way. No. Probably bring his guitar to play. And uh, yeah, that's that's that'd be stuff. great. That'd be oh, great. Hey, how much well, weight are you yeah. cutting? Not very much. I I'm about one fifty. You're looking real fit, man. You look really Thanks, good. Thanks, man. I, yeah. I started uh, about six weeks ago at one sixty. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, just. No, I'm not doing anything except for and you're, the and you're, fact that I'm training so freaking much. Yeah. And uh, I, I just eat as much as I can, but still by just eating a little cleaner than usual mm. and not eating junk, yeah. I'm naturally, I've lost about five pounds over the last yeah. six weeks. And what, so. what are you fighting at? 145. 145, so got, okay. So about six to eight pounds ago. Uh, we're going to do it all on the sauna on Friday uh-huh. and then just walk in dehydrated a little bit and then hydrate right back up after we weigh in. And Where's the sauna at? Where do you guys go for that? <sighs> probably the YMCA. Yeah, probably okay. just call up there and yeah. normally they let us in. Yeah. I'm really happy to talk to you about Sneak into the stuff, Hilton or something. Yeah, sure, I like, right. Well, I like getting <laughs> that. figure something out. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, you got to figure something out. And I like, I like the way that, you know, like we were talking about this a little bit before. I mean, now half the time when you're watching something about the UFC, you know, they're at the, the UFC Performance Gym right. Center. Cyborg Institute, you know, wish, yeah, which, which is amazing. Which is apparently where they do not foster any kind of cardio. <laughs> yeah, evidently no cardio. They just have the punch yeah. machine. <laughs> just the punch machine. Just the punch machine. But I hit that machine so hard. <laughs> apparently, you hit a, as hard as a Ford Taurus. <laughs> oh my god, he still hits hard as hell. I'd love to know yeah. if I hit as hard as a bicycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I think that that. That's a pretty funny. Thing. Yeah, I hit as hard as like a huffy. But I'm glad to. But I'm glad to see a little bit like to talk to you about all this stuff because I think it gives us insight into like what it's like when you're not uh, somebody who has access to the USC Performance right. Institute. It's yeah. like yeah, you you go use the sauna at the Y and you're just that we're <laughs> we're lucky yeah. enough to have a cage. Yeah, most uh, I've trained at gyms that were slightly bigger than this room. Mm-hmm. I've trained in gyms that were just like a small rectangle yeah. full of mats. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> your feet would be touching one wall and your head would be near the other wall. And yeah. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're very lucky to have the mat space that we have. Right. And the cage to train in. Yeah. That that alone to give you the cage presence is yeah. really huge. Well, that gym is, I mean, that gym is incredibly comfortable and incre- incredibly like well uh, appointed, you know. And I, I heard that uh, Sean is going to be uh, putting up speed bags in the, in the bag cage, right? Did you hear? Is that true? 
Hey, this is what I heard. I heard they had one up before. Yeah, I heard he's going to actually attach him to the cage because he was having trouble with him coming off the wall or something that like that. Like a good idea. I think it'd be great because I'd love because I was just kind of getting good at the speed bag. I was just getting to the point where I could kind of get my rhythm and sort of do the like turn your hand over kind of stuff. And it was slow, but it was steady. You it's know hard, what I mean? Man. But then they took it down. I was like, ah, ah, all that work. So it's like <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like uh, it's like how I felt in 1985 when they took the Kung Fu Master video game out of the putt putt. <laughs> yeah. I, no, I could completely. Like I was just I could, so I could, close to yeah, passing the, pain the fifth is real. level. The pain is real. <laughs> <laughs> to me, though, a speed bag is yeah. kind of like dri- or spinning a basketball on your finger. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a skill, mm-hmm. not necessarily a viability. It's more about a, a probably a concentration it's kind of or a fun thing. Yeah, yeah it builds yeah. rhythm and things yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Like I said, it's like dribbling. It's great exercise for your shoulders too because sure. it keeps your shoulders up and you sure. you keep that going. I think it's to, for me for somebody like me. My martial arts journey has brought me to a point where I I needed to get in better shape because I because I basically my my blood pressure was getting dicey and I knew that if I was doing fighting stuff that I would exercise as hard as I need to exercise. Because otherwise, I wouldn't want to do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's all about what fires yeah. you up, man. Yeah. Most so, workout programs yeah. work. It's yeah. just all about what makes you want to go to the gym. Right. And have exactly. Fun. So this. So basically, for me, having a variety of cool bags to punch on, it's just about having a fun variety of shit to get my heart rate up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's and it's fun to be able to be like, oh, watch this. But I totally, yeah, I totally get it. Like in, a, in an actual <laughs> fight, though, where you're like, excuse me, sir, you need to stand exactly there and, <laughs> yeah. right. and then let me just. Do move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that I'm gonna do my speed bag. Well, I'll tell you what. Who I love to see on the speed bag is I love to watch uh, Tony Ferguson on the speed sure. bag. And he does all the crazy shit where all of a sudden he like works in his elbows and stuff. It's awesome, man. It's kind of like skateboard <laughs> tricks or something. It is like skateboard yeah. tricks, or even like working on. I like to like fuck around. Like I we was saying, we we're making that joke about tornado kicks earlier, or whatever. But I like. I, I'm actually trying to get a much better, cool tornado kick because sure. it looks rad and it's fun to practice. And in the meantime, it's just part of my like sort of shadow boxing warming up so I don't break my arm when I'm punching yeah. on this big heavy bag. <laughs> yeah. To each his own. Yeah, but it's fun. It's fun to do, right? It's fun Absolutely. to uh, to just learn some stupid fancy kicks, you know, and maybe you use them. I've seen guys kill, I've seen people get knocked the hell out with tornado kicks in tie fights, you There's know what I mean? all sorts of fun stuff. So, man. yeah, I think it's good. What are you? What are you? What are you visualizing, Joe? When you do that, <laughs> like, I'm not visualizing. Anything. I'm just trying to make my, make my aching hips spin in fluid motion. Yeah. <laughs> I get like so much. I get so much like tightness. That's like the. That's probably my biggest challenge with like learning more new cool kicks is like flexibility. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I need to get. I need to get. I remember when I was a kid in in that comic books. Every morning, you'd see um, uh, Bill Superfoot Wallace had like he was like a kickboxer, right? Yeah. And he had a, uh, um, and he would knock people the hell out with his with his kick, right? And he had like some kind of contraption that you like put your legs in, and you like pull on the lever, and it would like stretch your legs, and that would be like in the in the co- the comic book, they'd be like get superpower leg flexibility, Must work, just man. like Bill Superfoot Wallace. And then also you can buy these Chinese throwing stars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. people forget about the power of um, back page kind of uh, sort of comic book ads and all yeah. that kind of thing, like back because there was no internet. Yeah. You know, that that's was, all you had. That's all I had. I had a goddamn. I had one comic book. Yeah. <laughs> but it was always this window into this kind of yeah. slightly seedy underworld of big promises and ma- yeah. borderline magic. Yeah, that you always had or to actual, sort of contend yeah. X-ray, with. X-ray spectacles. Like it even starts <laughs> with like uh, you know uh, like Mexican jumping beans or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you have these weird 
kind of like you get introduced to something like that when you're like you see, exactly sea monkeys <laughs> you start there and that's like the gateway drug and then you start seeing this stuff in the back of the comic books you're like oh my god you know yeah. like I could have my own radio station mm-hmm. you know yeah, exactly. or like whatever yeah. so weird you know? yeah 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 that's funny or there was there was even one I can't remember what his name is but it's like count something it, somebody will know what this is but there was this guy count somebody who had this book of like deadly fighting secrets or something like that. And it was like, a, like learn these dark arts from, <laughs> from Asia. That well, that's kind of what kill a man with your that, hands. Isn't that what Logan's <laughs> yeah. been talking about this whole time? Yeah. Yeah. Don't we, uh, don't we know about like, this is kind yeah. of all the same, yeah. right? I've like, got yeah, all yeah. the Chuck Norris books, and the <laughs> books uh-huh. and the, uh, oh, man, what are the, awesome. what are the, what is Chuck Norris books? What are those? Man, my dad actually had them and gave them to me. He was uh-huh. he was pretty big into martial arts uh-huh. as well. So like, um, he had like karate books and training books, and stuff? all of it, man. Oh, okay. And he gave it to me when I was like twelve, and I just thought it was yeah. the coolest thing ever. Uh-huh. Especially that's a good age you to know, get. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just hung them up on like imprinted. Yeah, 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 you yeah. know it, man. And my dad I still have my love. I love mm-hmm. him, man. Yeah, I wish I still. I wish my. I wish I had some of the books. That that my dad had, but he ended up getting rid of most of his like martial arts books at some point. But that was one of the things that got me interested. My dad had done judo, and when we were little kids, he would teach us judo in the backyard. Awesome. Yeah, and we, I mean, I remember there was like a whole like we had to spend like an entire Saturday just falling down. <laughs> yeah, you know? And he's important. like, "You want to learn it? Yeah, this is how you learn it. First thing you got to learn is like falling down." So. Jiu-jitsu te- to learn judo how to fall. and jujitsu teaches you many things. Yeah. Falling, is one of them. yeah, and it's like, and he's like, if you could spend the whole day falling down, then I'll teach you some throws. <laughs> you know, and so I did. Got to learn how to get thrown, man. Yeah. before you get to throw. So yeah. now, if you start, if you if you um, start training jujitsu, your first lesson, you're just somebody like me, whatever. Is it? What do you start with? Just shrimping, or yeah? So we try to. We want to get you in an intro private lesson. Before, uh-huh. so we're going to start to orient that you. Yeah. into the the jujitsu membership. Mm-hmm. Is you get a free free hour lesson with the coach. This is what you're going to expect from every class. Here's you know the rules, mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff. Uh, Cut your nails. You got it. <laughs> yeah. It's super yeah. important because yeah. Yeah, the people will come out there like that. But then yeah, we're going to do some basic warm ups, shrimps, hip escapes, uh, hip attacks, all sorts of stuff like that. Basic movements that you're going to use just about every day, not even realizing it. Uh, and then the unfortunate part about hopping into class is you're kind of hopping right into the middle of things. We could be teaching anything. Mm-hmm. So we try to get you that, that private lesson beforehand mm. so you kind of understand yeah. here's the basic positions everywhere. Vocabulary. Here's where you want to be. Here's where yeah. you don't want to be. Yeah. Here's how you get out of where you don't want to be. Here's how you get to where you do want to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you're good. And then now let's, now let's start you in with a class. So you're, like, mm-hmm. you're like, basically, if you uh, feel like you're about to go unconscious, that's not where you want that's to be. That's not a good place. <laughs> you should definitely You don't want to be here. <laughs> <laughs> you do not want to be here. Notice how your face is red. You little maggot. <laughs> word for word. Escape. Escape. So like, is this a, like, when you see new people come in and have that say that hour consult or whatever and and are practicing some of the most basic basic primitive pieces of it is there some part of you inside that just almost feels like oh man like i'm really glad that they're here but oh my god they've got a long journey ahead of them 90 percent of people for their first class have no idea how to move their body yeah and it and it's it's incredible how most people don't know how to the biggest thing move their hips people don't know how to move their core move their hips they're just they're stiff as a board. Mm-hmm. So when we uh, do a basic warm-up, I'd say, or even have somebody throw a jab or a cross in the bag, it's most of the time, 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but but it's what we expect. It's, it's yeah. just truly like it's almost alarming. You should not be a, uh, afraid of people on the streets to a certain degree because mm-hmm. like generally speaking, 90% of the people <laughs> have no idea what to do, how to do anything. It's, it's almost like well, on the street, it's, it's, there's more, um, I think, attention put into what what you're posturing prior to the actual engagement mm-hmm. you know like whatever your stance is there's so many people I but then once you get into it it's just swinging by. yeah, mm, yeah. yeah. Know, there's so many people i'd be intimidated by until i see them throw a punch and i go okay never mind you're good yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that wall is gone yeah so, 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 so when somebody common. comes in there they start so you this is a, a full mma fully rounded experience so you are so would, do you have people come in that are not necessarily aspiring to be fighters, but absolutely. want to do a little bit of wrestling and want to do a little kickboxing? They want it. to do it. Okay. Yeah, man. Absolutely. We've got uh, everybody from wanting to compete to just doing it to burn a little bit of calories or just doing mm. it for fun. Yeah. Uh, like Joe touched on. Joe mm. Joe has no aspirations. He doesn't really, yeah. but he's having a blast. Yeah. Right? And that and and then also on top of that, you get to train with us and and like yeah. guys like if Joe was training. You'd be helping me get ready for my fight, truly. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's things like that to where you're kind of a part of the competition team. Even if you're not competing yourself, you're training with the guys, you're you're yeah. you're bonding with the guys. It's a lot of fun. And we've yeah. got girls too. I don't want I don't yeah, guys. Yeah, sure. A lot of good yeah, a lot of training. Yeah, well. yeah, and uh, and some good ones. And there's there's yeah. there's a lot of and there's a lot of people that I've seen who go to the gym regularly who I've watched them. I've watched them lose weight. I've watched them learn how to punch better. I've watched them suddenly now they've got fucking combos and shit. You know what I mean? And they came in and they couldn't do anything before. You know what I mean? So it's, it's neat to see. It's, uh, that's one of the things I think is, you know, if you're at a good gym, I think one of the things that defines what a good gym is, is at the end of the day, you know, it's, it ends up being a community experience. You're not by, unless you're just going and having private lessons with a coach or something like that. You're there and it's like, oh, and here's, there's Larry again and, right. and so and so. And, you know, and there's Kat every morning and I say hi to her, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And so it's like, it's like, you know, if, 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 all you know that you end up having this experience with all these other people at your gym and it's like if they're all positive people and they're all actually you know they're all actually there in good you know good spirit to become better at whatever it is they're trying to do it's like you know it's a, it's a place you want to be and and that place is definitely like that it's definitely you know there's no sense at all of it being like an intimidating place or a or a you know, a tough, a tough guy place. Nothing yeah. like. There's none of that there. Yeah, none, zero. Are there, you know what I mean? So, are there any people there that that train that are are really, really, really good that you wish would compete but are just not interested? Besides Joe, besides me, <laughs> Joe's always got. But like, I just wanted. It, it seems like there would always be like if one only Joe person. would fight. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't like be always, talking to you yeah. guys. <laughs> Why do you think I'm here? Here's the thing, though. I, I am going to come up and train with uh, at some point. I'm here, but here's what the, they all say. No, but listen. No, you don't understand. I've never exercised on purpose in my life ever. Um, I've never said like, "Hey, I'm going to go work out." I've, I'll go ride a bike 40 miles and not mm. worry about that but like what yeah. I would never do that in a million years <laughs> right, right, right. but I guess my point is just uh, 
I, I want to be able to compete with Joe and because I, I know that where I'm going to win, we talked about this before, is like the weight cut. Because he, when he's having to come down to 145, it's gonna be, <laughs> he's going to get me. It's going to be sure. I already have problems with my gas tank. I can assure you of that. <laughs> You're going to have to sever your gas tank and leave it at home to it's, make that weight. It's the one thing that I really want. I mean, it really is the one area that I really want to improve on. And I need to do this by going back to the MMA class again. And uh, I think I'm going to start trying to get there on Tuesday nights. Um, uh, mostly when I go to the gym, I just go by myself and work out. I do 10, if anybody's interested in how this works, I just go there with my phone app, which is my literally called boxing timer boxing timer i think is what it's called um uh and your boxing interval timer it's 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 not it's the least fanciest cool name for an app ever just boxing interval timer they know know the google searches yeah and i just i just uh i just program in 10 rounds and i go in the morning and i do a couple of rounds of jumping rope and I do some shadow boxing and then I hit some bags. Who knows what I might do that day. Some days I want to hit the big heavy bags. Sometimes I want to hit the littler bags and just try to be more. That's when I try to do like, I try to be, I, my dream is to be sort of like a Diaz brother, right? I want to, because sure. here's the thing that they know that it's not only that they have great cardio, or it's more complicated than that, but they physically, they're, they're in incredibly good shape for an endurance sport, okay? Which is what this really is. Especially the way they play it. And that brings us to another thing. Pace, yeah. right? They under they control the pace of their fight. And I think that's part of my problem is that I just I'm not thinking about that at all. I'm just like kind of half terrified and half excited and I'm just like clearly doing too much because by the end of the first round I'm kind of done when you're sparring or when you're hitting the when bag? I'm sparring okay yeah when right. I yeah it's different right? it's, it's totally different. Really different totally the bag different. to go to spar yeah no it's totally it's different nerves, yeah right? yeah and anything no, that feels yeah. live oh, yeah. yeah in any capacity right. this happens yeah, yeah. In, this happens in music performing music yeah, yeah you're you have right. to learn right like you're right. when you're coming up and you're playing in bands or like uh, you know I came up a you know a drummer Inevitably, like you, you rehearse for all these times with your with your group or whatever. You got all, all your songs together. You're gonna go play a show, and when you're young, it's kind of a big deal or whatever. Uh-huh. And then and then you go to play the show, and everybody's playing, you know, eight beats per minute or so. Like fat, everybody's rushing through. Mm-hmm. And and your job as the drummer is to be so meta cognizant of what's going on to try to pull. Like you have to be the time. Yeah, and, and, and you're like because <laughs> the tendency of everybody else is to want to lean way forward and yeah. press. So there's something, there's a native, I think, uh, uh, probably tied to fight or flight on some basic level of like when something is live or happening that, uh, that's of that kind of excitement, you cannot, uh, it's, it's an art form to be able to ground yourself and be present in the moment and, and to pace. Yeah, I no, can only imagine trying to keep a beat as well. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. How long, how long have you been in the Nashville area? Since 98. You might, you might even know my stepdad, Jim Evans. He's a drummer. Jim Evans. He uh, he plays with Bart Ryan down here sometimes, and uh, oh. at the Blues and Boogie Bar. If you ever go there, okay. He huh. uh, he does work with like uh, Buddy Jewel sometimes. Oh, okay. And, yeah, he's a drummer. He's got a big studio at the house. That's nice. cool. This is the, when I walked in, this is the first thing I thought of was, oh, this is just like my stepdad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's recording. cool. And he's got the big drum kit in the. In yeah, the house Brian does a lot of electronic music, and he also does awesome. uh, videos with uh, drone cameras. I just got a drone for Christmas. I can't wait to break it out, man. My dad got me a drone for Christmas. And I've got the GoPro, and I I can't wait for nicer weather so I can take it out, man. Yeah. Well, that's a blast. Yeah. I'm actually a um, licensed FAA. Oh, wow. uh, What are they called? An unmanned 
uh, aircraft license. Yeah. So it's 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 official. It's official. It's official. That's cool. Um, so yeah, but you know, you need know to, the laws. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> before before I fly, I need to go. Don't be that guy. I need to go do something. Right. Like there's that one that just happened where I was, and I saw that it made national news, and it's just like oh god. But it's like one of these FPV uh, kind of racing style drones where somebody had flown over a moving jet. Mm. And it's like this crazy, like inverted. Did it go into the propeller? No, no, no. I, I it was just filming it. It was so the, the plane's going like this, and then the the drone was sort of above it, and it kind of did this maneuver down. And it was like, when you see stuff like that, it's kind of like how I would imagine uh, for combat sports, right? Like whenever somebody does something absurd, dumb, illegal, whatever it is in the name of pseudo combat sports or you know what I mean yeah like uh, you know people buying belts or you know whatever like uh, there's just certain inauthentic things that can happen in your realm and whenever you see it make headlines or something you're always just like oh like now this is the, the tip of the spear of public perception of whatever this thing right. is that's going on if you guys get a night to kill watch fake black belts getting outed oh, one yeah. of the most entertaining things I love that stuff. That and the fake uh, stolen dollar. Yeah, I love all that. Fake black belt, right? Yeah. yeah. And then there's this one guy. uh, His name is like Jay Kieros or something, and uh, he had his Muay Thai videos, and it was just god awful. You could tell, like, literally by Joe first glance, you go, "Wow, this guy's never trained before." And he had his own school, (laughs) his own jujitsu program, and people were giving him money. Wow. And then all it takes is one guy going there, and he's like calling him out on it. Let's roll, man. And and then they shut it down. Mm. It's and there's tons of them out there, man. Yeah, but that's one of the good things about jujitsu. A lot about the good new martial arts, not the old school. Is there's no bullshit. Yeah, like it, it, you, if you've been training for the last six months, when we roll, I'll know right away. Yeah, or I'll, I'll know if you're lying. Right, and then I, there's people all the time that. They come, they go away for six months, and they come back. Oh, I've been training. I've been training here, here, here. All right, let's roll. And then same old stuff. Mm. Haven't get out of here. Oh, man. Oh, Jay Carroll's, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah so, so, so basically somebody found his business card in a oh, shop yeah. somewhere, and it's just like There's uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Grappling, Luta Livre, Valley Tudo, and Box. And he's got like graffiti all over his walls in the gym, and it's just hilarious, man. Wow. You can't make it up. He's got a, <laughs> his business card has a little thing at the bottom where it says, Fear is for others. Oh, <laughs> That's awesome. Truth is for others. Oh, I see. So they're basically breaking down, like, okay, what kind of single leg is this? And what kind of double leg is this? And the terrible one is the answer. Um, uh, well, that's what's, what's one of the things that I, that I like about. about the this sort of for anybody who doesn't understand like basically we're talking about the difference between quote unquote traditional martial arts and and what we do now and the difference would be that you know if if you're doing traditional like I did taekwondo when I was a kid right right and that involved going to I mean we just called it uh, a taekwondo studio I think but you know but you could be going to like a dojo or something like this doing a traditional martial art you know you're going to a special building very much what I'm getting at is there's there's a religiosity in a way like small Mm -hmm. r to to martial arts because you go to a special place just like a church right there's it. all of these rituals and all of this um, De- hierarchy deference all that stuff yeah, yeah deference yeah and you're, you're gonna say these certain things in a certain way and then we're gonna do this dogmatic kind of training where you do this you learn these moves in this way da 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 yep. da da and here's the thing I 
that's a lot of that a lot of those trappings just like I grew up as a Catholic and it's like that's actually my favorite part about Catholicism I don't even really like Catholicism anymore but I love that shit still <laughs> right? and, and when it comes to traditional martial arts I liked all that stuff I liked all the respect and bow and all that shit I thought it was fucking kick ass right that was a part of why it was fucking cool because it was weird man, and I went to crazy a, I went to a wedding yeah. up in New York recently there was an uh, I guess it was a Episcopalian, so it was sort of yeah. like a Catholic light uh-huh. sort of wedding. Yeah, uh, but uh, I, so I grew up Catholic as well, uh-huh. right? So I'm used to. I, I didn't appreciate it. I don't think as much as you did. I kind of just didn't want to be around mm-hmm. all the. I, I, whenever I see a group of people all doing one thing, I just get a little nervous. I think <laughs> yeah. I have some ancestral memory or something. Yeah, but uh, yeah. but anyway, so right. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. The outcome of this is not going to be good. <laughs> right? uh, but I just remember, um, you know, sort of, uh, you know. Uh, watching all of especially like when it, when it comes to the priest like all of the the ritual and all yeah. the things right that, that it takes to do mass and so when i was at this i hadn't been to a mass of any kind in so long yeah and uh, i went to this wedding and so they had the mass and everything and and i was like <laughs> the, the priest was uh you know uh you know, preparing the communion, mm-hmm. and he's got the the chalice or whatever and he's yeah. like you know the white cloth and he's yeah he's cleaning it and i was just like how dirty is this thing? <laughs> it takes them like 10 minutes in this awkward quiet. You know, there's like some guitar song going on and the guy's just like, what is going on? Like, what? <laughs> like I think Jesus would be fine if you just had a dishwasher. <laughs> yeah. And like, what? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, but I just, I'm joking, but I, I feel like it's, it's, it is ama- like, it, having been away from it for a while and then coming back yeah. in sort of a different, you know, not childlike mindset about right. it. I, I've sort of appreciated the the monastic uh, rituals yeah. and, and all of that of it. It was it was pretty cool, but it mm. was also it just took a little too long, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It takes yeah. a long time. Yeah. But but I feel like <laughs> at the same time that sort of uh, that kind of re- those religious again small r religious trappings of traditional martial arts are also part of the reason why those things can turn the wrong direction and get a little too culty. Okay, sure. and. I have been in like what my in my uh, Taekwondo school that I went to. Even as a young kid, it, I was only in it for a while, but I began to see very quickly like this wasn't this wasn't the culty situation. This was more of the ripoff situation. I began to see. I think we were learning good enough stuff, and and I've seen Taekwondo since then. And it's like, yeah, that's I learned how to do that. I learned how to do this. I think it was a decent school, but it was also like a lot of Taekwondo schools. I think maybe I shouldn't say that, but like like many martial arts schools might be it turns into a belt mill for little kids where yeah. it's like oh you've been here for six more months time for another belt sure. you know get, well, they're, they're get your mom reward. to write another three hundred dollar check a, yeah reward system to keep a uh, financial viability yeah and so yeah. so it turns into like you know there'd be kids getting there'd be kids who are like you know they're already on their you know getting stripes on their green belts and my brother and i would like just destroy them <laughs> yeah, yeah with I, taekwondo I've had, <laughs> you know? I've had to hear it you know, All through jujitsu, man. Yeah. I, I, oh, you're a purple belt in jujitsu. My niece is a black belt. Yeah. And yeah. what? In taekwondo, I'm like, I've got some white belts that would just throw your niece around like it was yeah. their business. Yeah. yeah. You know, or even I'm not th- threatening your niece. Right. <laughs> yeah. And but I'm let me even, say, yeah, I'm not even talking about like the like the ver- like the viability of taekwondo as a martial art. But I'm just saying that within those schools, there's an incentive to to keep rewarding belts because sure. they charge you for the belt. Sure. They charge you for the test. And, and I don't you know? mean to shit on all yeah. the other martial arts. Yeah. Because yeah. really, it I, every martial art is important. I, I mean, yeah. And, and I say that in. 
there's going to be people that gravitate towards Taekwondo and towards yeah. Krav Maga, and, and that's great as long as it's bettering their life yeah, in right. any way. Yeah. But as long as they're not fooling themselves about what they're doing. What it is, if, yeah. If you're training in your, your child in Taekwondo, it's really important to know that they're definitely going to get a lot more respectful. They're going to become a little more balanced, and all sorts of I things are going to be more flexible. There's a lot of benefits. But if your goal is to be able to defend themselves and to really truly win in a fight, if if it happens, then you're fooling yourself. You're not mm. quite in the right spot, and there's there's better ways. Yeah, but there would be the, like you know if you were a competitive tennis player or anything, like you're going to be focused. You're going to be yeah. Uh, more disciplined you're right. gonna be exactly uh, exactly yeah. so exactly yeah you got it man and it's all about finding the the bliss right and falling in love with the art yeah um and and some people really do fall in love with krav maga and and that's wonderful and that's really great uh and some people fall in love with jujitsu and muay thai right. and and normally people gravitate towards one or the other and, mm. and and that's fine as long as you know its place and you know yeah you know, you you know what's what in the end. Right. You know, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're never, not I've, fooling. The biggest thing is you're not fooling yourself with what you're trying to get out of it. Right. So I, I've I've never done this uh, before. We've never done this before. But I want to fly this in. This is uh. You can't really see it here, but this is the guy getting confronted in the gym that you were it's talking wonderful. about. It's just so, wonderful. Man, I'll come over here. I thought you want to roll, man. Are you so excited? Are you saying you're black? Guy? I don't roll. Okay, I'm just so excited. Are you a black? Guy? So this is this is. This is no good. Uh, are you a black belt? This is no good. He's not a black belt, bro. He's scamming you out of money, bro. He's scamming everyone out of this money. Is, this Dude, is that's him talking belt. to one of the students. There's one of the students in there. Whoa. And he's telling him. How about Formigo Barbosa, two-time world champion? You know what martial arts is about? Respect, honesty, integrity. You're not a black belt. Listen, I don't think you have a champion. What? I never have a champion, man. You said you're a champion. Okay, good for you. All I'm trying to say. Good for you. All I'm trying to say. Good for you. Good for you. Thank you for you staying my house. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. This is American. American. I'm dealing with you. I don't need to talk anymore. This is crap. Look at this gym. I had no beautiful day. Nuts. Solid over the wall. No, you're not. So interesting. So he's just basically denying it in a way that's not even addressed. He's not right. Right, and and it's like I said, you can't bullshit it. Right, there's a hundred percent reality that he's not even a blue belt in jujitsu. Right, because I'm not a black belt in jujitsu, and I can I can roll with somebody for five seconds, five seconds, and I can tell you he's probably a white belt, he's probably a blue belt, he's probably a black belt. It doesn't take any time at all, and you can see it too. Mm -hmm. So when he's seeing. What he knows, he sees in this guy, right? And he's completely just lying about it. it, it it's literally, it's beyond, it's baffling to us. Right. It, we can't understand it, you know. But it's kind of, uh, we take very big offense to it. It's like stolen valor for the yep. for the army guys, man. Yep. Right. But and not to compare it in any way, shape, or form. But in nine years of training, dude, I've I've had a scar here from training. I've got who knows how many damn concussions I've got my knees are shot my back hurts yeah. you know we've done we've bled we've sweated we've cried on the mats dude. worked everything yeah. man so for somebody to come around and just open a gym without having to walk that that path right. and yeah, live yeah, yeah, that yeah. life it, it's complete disrespect for the art and 
to himself even you know yeah. he doesn't see it but it's disrespectful to himself there's mm. always going to be those people in the world yeah. there's going to be those people especially as how you can know, I make a buck off this yeah or just yeah. like yeah. like weird fledgling kind there's of chiropractors or like people that don't <laughs> have to really fledgling. have you know this week on fledgling chiropractor <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's like there's I there's, impo- there's right. imposters <laughs> right. in every realm right and and part of me wants to let it slide and let him do his own thing meet and their just own be fate the bigger yeah. man yeah. but then what troubles me the most is seeing the students pay so attentively to him yeah. and to look at him and put him on that pedestal That's yeah. the worst when he thing. doesn't yeah. deserve it and to yeah. give him his and money. The money. Yeah. And then and then I see them drilling techniques incorrectly. Right. They're drilling a single leg with their head on the outside. Mm-hmm. What they don't even realize is they're going to get guillotined because their head's on the outside. Mm-hmm. If they're doing a guillotine or if they're doing a head on the outside, they need to go for a double leg. Right. That way they These are not subjective. Control. These right. are not subjective these are stylistic that, uh, yeah. preferences. Yeah. These are mechanics. Right. right. Yeah. And yeah. these are things that the gym isn't even thinking about because he doesn't know he doesn't you don't know until you do it and it's like watching it on tv you don't really know how it feels until you've been put you've been you've rolled with somebody who knows what they're doing and it's just it's the craziest thing yeah it's weird man yeah 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 well the thing i was gonna say is 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 you know that you know this rip off guys like this i mean like you say i mean at the end of the day there's always going to be some some jerk out there ripping somebody off or something but I I think that the the sort of the sort of MMA environment that you're in at a place like the UFC gym there's others you know um but I guess what I'm saying is like a U, uh, an MMA gym is not the same as a uh, taekwondo studio right. if everything is different about it partly because they're borrowing stuff from any number of traditions and and different disciplines are happening in that space but they've also just said uh you know uh, you know, they're basically saying it's kind of it's the Bruce Lee thing, really. It's basically saying the best style is your style, and your style should borrow whatever works for it. Right. And that's where that's why we're doing MMA instead of doing just one other of these other things. And the other part of it is is that there's no more masters and students and all this stuff. Now it's just coaches. You know, right. hey, there's coaches, and and there's a whole different thing going on when I see you at the gym. And it's, hey, it's Logan. Hey, all right, cool. Logan's going to take us through the MMA class today, and we're going to learn all sure. this shit. And there's still the whole thing of, like, you know, if you want to learn, you probably should pay attention and, and right. you know, and, and understand that this person knows better than you do and all that. I mean, that's going on, of yeah. course. But it's different. It's a class. It's not a, it's not a fucking ceremony. You know what right. I mean? And, and, and. And, and idolatry. There's a lot less. There's just yeah. a lot less ego shit going on right. because all that other stuff ends up turning into like bad ego yeah, shit. Man. Well, the, you know, the biggest thing is we just don't care. We don't really. Yeah. We don't really. We don't have anything to prove. If you've come to my class, you're saying I want to learn from you. Right. And if you don't want to look, if you don't want to pay attention, that's your own fault. I can only coach you. I can yeah. only lead you to the water. <laughs> right. You have to drink. I you're don't know why you're wasting the head. your time. <laughs> you're gonna- <laughs> I, 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 and I've had those people that come to my class and then and they I tell them here's what we're doing and they go well why don't why don't we do this i go okay do that and then i have to kick him in the head one time (laughs) but just show them well that's why we don't do that because (laughs) if you would you know think about it this way from another perspective other than your own you would know right there's other things involved here there's (laughs) more going on yeah uh, that you just don't quite see right now so you got to trust me as we go on into this right otherwise it's all about the trust man and the respect Mm -hmm. uh, there's going to be mutual respect Mm -hmm. uh, but it has to be mutual just as a trust yeah uh but yeah we we've had people that come in and and i i swear they don't really care to learn anything but then i've had people twice my age and you know 
ask please teach me everything uh-huh. please you know and they're very humble very respectful and yeah that's great to see man. that's cool well i think also too i mean it's like the environment at there reminds me more of like when i was in um uh college i started going to an amateur boxing gym right and that was where that was where i learned all the basic stuff like here's how you wrap your hands yeah. here's how you here's how we jump the rope here's how we hit the here's how you organize your workout by rounds so that you get used to that sort of pacing and all yeah. that stuff so so, but that place was very much that was very different from the Taekwondo class because it was just like you just fucking wander in and start working out. Basically, is how that works. And there's going to be any number of coaches here at any moment. They're going to have any amount of time to maybe give you when they're not working with the fighters who are actually competing Golden Gloves fighters, and you're just the dude who's like, "This is fucking cool, man." <laughs> you know what I mean? But they still they would eat every now and then. Somebody would take me and they'd say, "Hey, okay, now you you've been working on that. That looks good. Now do this." You know. Right. But then eventually. They're like, hey, you know, if you want to spar, you can spar. And I'd be like, all right, yeah, let me spar. And then that was when I learned that, oh, shit, there's no way I'm going to be one of these competing Golden Gloves people. Because I was like, realized, this is so fucking hard. Like, I need to dedicate a lot more time to this if I was actually going to ever have a real amateur fight. And so that even then, I was just like, this is way too fucking hard. <laughs> I'll keep on sparring and being exhausted by the second round. <laughs> yeah. So now, uh, do, you watch all, do you watch a lot of fights? Every just about every fight, yeah, ever, yeah, honestly, man. Uh, so I started becoming a really big UFC fan around UFC like 90. My favorite fighter ever is Forrest Griffin, and yeah. I, he really brought me into watching the sport. You know what's weird? You kind of look like Forrest Griffin oh, now. Thanks, you look kind of look like a young I gotta Forrest get Griffin. the haircut, big time. Yeah. Young now, Forrest Griffin, the hair is long and the beard. It's funny, long. I just realized that. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, big fan, big fan. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, but sen- literally since <laughs> UFC 90, man, I probably haven't missed a pay-per-view. Um, and if I have, I went back and rewatched it. Uh-huh. And then I watched all the, the small organizations too, Bellator, any chance yeah. I can. Uh, and then I'm always cruising on the web for whatever I can find. So yeah, uh, I've probably, I love talking fights. I love to talk any fight you yeah. want to talk about, man. So so I, I still think that, um, so... We haven't even talked about this, Joe, but um, you know the Rose Namajunas, Joanna uh, uh, Jacek uh, rematch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whoa, just got rebooked for UFC two twenty three, and that's yeah. what—that's the same night that Ferguson's fighting yeah. Khabib. Khabib. Ferguson's that's fighting Khabib. Crazy. That's yeah. gonna be a great card. If, cross your fingers. Hope that it, like no card stays together. And, I you just know, can't believe that Khabib yeah. won't beat him. But I would love it if Ferguson beat him mm-hmm. because I love. Yeah. I basically I have certain. There's basically what I want to see is I want to see the fighting that I like pushed forward into the evolution of fighting. Right. Now, here's the thing. I think fucking Khabib is like watching a fucking wizard. I mean, that guy, I'll, I'll watch that guy fight anytime. But, but Tony Ferguson is like actually his whole dynamic creative thing. That's really what I prefer to see. So who you got? You know? And I think, I think, I think Khabib's thing is for, I think Khabib is a fucking avalanche and he's going to beat everyone. I, <laughs> I, think, that's, that's, I think the same thing. I mean, I just, who's going to beat him? style matchup. But, uh, <laughs> well, they yeah. both, they both move forward. They both like to be the aggressor. Yeah. And, but I mean, but Khabib is going to, Khabib's going to grab him. And, and, you know, and Ferguson's not a, like a powerhouse, right? Like, yeah. and so Khabib's going to have no problem taking whatever shots yeah. he's got to take to get in close and then I don't care if it's like Tony Ferguson or you know your mom. It's gonna be this. It's gonna be. <laughs> I mean, once that's, you're that's there, similar. Yeah, I, I have a I have a bad feeling actually that once you're that, there, because I, lo- I love Ferguson, but I feel like he's gonna actually get walked through in a way that that is painful puts to watch. To the back of the line. Yeah, we talked about it at the beginning of how there's kind of this untapped potential to Khabib's about as close as it, as it is. 
in, in terms of grappling. Like there's guys like Ferguson, uh, Damian Maya, who are pure jujitsu guys, uh-huh. and and it works to a point. But the wrestling isn't as strong. The wrestling isn't as solid. They're lacking something. Mm-hmm. There's uh, other guys that are more so too heavily wrestling based to where they can't get the submissions as much. That's right. Um, but the closest two guys, I think, to figuring out the the full grappling scene are, are uh, Khabib and Ben Askren. Mm. If you've ever heard of Ben Askren. Yeah, of course. Yeah. He was he's on Joe Rogan fought, this week, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's fought in the lesser organizations. He's he's a brilliant dude and because exactly, he, he's like, man. oh, wait a minute. I cannot punish myself or deal with a bunch of jerks you got it. for a bad contract. I can go fight in Asia and get... Paid. Well, he kind of he got screwed over by the UFC a yeah. little bit. He uh, he they wanted him to get out of his Bellator contract, so he did. And then they said that that offer doesn't exist anymore. Mm. So he's like, "Well, fuck, why not? What do yeah. I do now?" And he's, so he's, he's always going to be the one that's like, "What would have happened?" Exactly. Yeah. But those one two guys, is super. Well, one is really super cool. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of good stuff going on with that organization. I wish we could. Can we see their fights anywhere? It's over in. So it, they fight in Singapore uh-huh. a lot of the time. So you can find them, but a lot of the time they'll play at three in the morning. Oh, and okay. Also, Ben Askren just retired. Uh, I think they said the one thing he'd come back for is to prove he's yeah. one. So and he won he that fight, time, right? Would they fight? Maybe that'd be a cool fight. Yeah, oh. that would be a cool fight. Um, that would be cool. Uh, I like Tyron. People, but, people yeah. I don't, I mean, I, I, I guess I understand to some degree why people don't, but I really think, uh, I mean, I thought that what he did against Damian Maya, it's like, hey man, he yeah. fucking won. He's and just got I know, the bad end of the stick. Yeah, nobody. I mean, and and also, my, uh, what's his name? Uh, Karate Kid yeah. uh, Thompson. He's had a <laughs> yeah. specialist. Every, he's had to face specialists, and he's had to neutralize the specialist. And he yeah. neutralized. He got Thompson twice, and he got fucking Damian Maya. Damian yeah. Maya was like fucking the problem destroying. Is, the problem is that it's just a style and a boredom yeah. that people don't want. But that's but, it's, but the he epic, did a boring yeah. against fucking the uh, efficacy of Lawler. But the Thompson. Thompson. I, I don't think. I think the Thompson fight was his chance. The you know that Thompson yeah. fight was the first Thompson fight. Yeah. was his chance to sort of like you know, right? Really, sort of step up to the to the 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 show, and that was. I mean, believe me, if I'm standing across from Stephen Thompson, like I am going to be afraid to move, right, or do anything that is. Like when you know that the guy's entire game is just waiting for you to make one tiny little misstep of like the my most minute degree, and then fucking and then take your head off, spinning hook kick. Yeah, like, <laughs> like it's not like oh I'm waiting. I'm, it's a totally different thing. I would imagine to be like I'm afraid this guy might take me down, so I have to worry about my kicks or whatever. Versus like this guy might kick me into the stands. Yeah, you know when my head will fly off of my body. Yeah, and um, his kicks are wicked. Yeah, so so I think that that was like he had this moment where I think he could have done it, and then I think the way he kind of dealt with the media and everything after has been sort of less than palatable. But I was just thinking about it, like what is he like? Because other sports have always had you know champions or people where they're like, oh, come on, like, and I think that the best one I can think of is like. Not that they were necessarily champions, but like Cam right up there. Newton. Like no, I was thinking like Utah Jazz, like back in the, like the Stockton Malone days, God. because like back then you had Jordan and you had like you know this whole new expertise and hype that was going on, and then you had like the Sonics, you know, with uh, Peyton and Sean Kemp and all that, and so there was just all this high flying, amazing, fun loving kind of wizardry going on, and then here come the the workaday guys that are just going to run the pick and roll until you die. Yeah. And it's just, you know, so there's this certain, there's always that, 
one competitor that's just not going to play the game that you want them to right, play that, right, that you yeah. enjoy. And, and that's what it comes down to. Is it entertainment or is it sport? Yeah. And, yeah. and, and for the people, it's entertainment. But yeah. for, for us fighters, it's a sport. Right? And your yeah. life. And, and, and that's what that's yeah. it, man. Your You're health. Talking about your life. Chair quarterback. Just, why, why wouldn't you do this? If yeah. I were, if I were yeah. Tyron Woodley, I would yeah. just... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just shut if the hell If you were Tyron yeah. Woodley. You know, and, and, and I guarantee it, Tyron Woodley's cashing that check after the Stephen yeah. Thompson fight saying, yeah, they can go fuck themselves. Yes, like, I yeah. can care less about care. what they think. I don't care. Yeah, I hope, in, I hope he does. Because when I you're feel, in that much danger, man, yeah. and people yeah. tell you, "Oh, you should throw this," yeah, screw right. off, man. Well, Brian and I, Brian and I, kind of got into this. I mean, this is kind of where this whole podcast ended up coming out of was like Brian and I, you know, sort of knew each other through like creative communities, and then. I don't even know. Was it at the Art Pods or something like that? Somehow, a few know. years ago, yeah. somehow we just started talking about fighting and both realized that, oh, yeah, you think this shit's amazing too, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's incredible. Well, that's, like, and that's the thing. Yeah, and the thing too with that I think is, you know, not like, like I've said this many times here, but it's like I don't, I don't train, right? But I derive so much from observing, knowing, understanding more about there what the struggle is, is. And, 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 and to be able to just sit there and, and understand the mechanics enough of fighting from an observing standpoint to understand how you're availing yourself to particular weaknesses or how this person is strategically doing this or how discipline and focus led to this. And so all of that I can put into other, I've found it very emboldening and empowering in, in other areas of my life. So that is a, I think just like a testament to the strength of, like if that's where I'm just kind of getting on the periphery of it, imagine what it's like when you're right in the middle of it. Uh huh. Yeah. Joe touched on it a little bit with the. Um, you take a little bit, Bruce Lee. You take uh-huh. a little bit from this guy and a little bit of this guy, and then adapt it to your own style, and that's it. And, you know, when you're when you're just watching, it's hard to kind of put a lot of it together, but you can get enough observations to know what works, what doesn't work. Yeah. What you're lacking is like maybe the repetitions of trying it, right? Uh, what that's the great thing about training though and uh, why I think it's so important if you are training and do you are competing you need to be watching every fight possible mm. I, I just had an Instagram post about this the other day like you need to be watching every fight see what doesn't work see what does work lefty righty righty yeah. lefty every there's a whole lab scenario. a laboratory is playing out it's for crazy. you at all times it's crazy yeah. like um, I was the other day I did a uh, like an overhand into a knee tap which I totally learned from watching Frankie Edgar fight Mm-hmm. And then we got done with the sparring session, and my buddy who was training with us said, man, that was a good knee tap. Have you ever seen Frank Yeager's knee tap? I'm like, that was Frank Yeager's <laughs> knee tap. Like, that's what I'm doing. Uh, so it really is. You can kind of watch and observe and kind of take that and kind of see how it works for you. Sometimes it won't work. Sometimes it will. You know, you got you to gotta see what works for you. Yeah. As soon as I started watching Conor McGregor, I started adapting to his kind of longer reach style, karate style. And I like that a lot more than a traditional boxing style. Some people don't. Some people do. Some, I can see how it would know. probably feel a lot more flow-like or connected, yeah. to, like as opposed to boxing, which seems a little constrictive yeah. and tense. Yeah. Well, with the MMA, especially with the gloves and the power, it's all about distance management. Mm-hmm. Where if we're boxing with 16-ounce gloves on, I'm going to put them up tight. Yeah. I'm going to put my hands up. I'm going to yeah. let Joe throw a couple punches. I'm going to get inside, and then yeah. I'm going to go ahead and yeah. unleash. But MMA, I can't do that. I've got to stay long. It's all about who controls the distance and who's yeah. controlling the pace. And it's it's interesting, too, because I find that when you're 
you know, like, cause I, uh, me and Logan have actually punched each other. And so, like, so I've seen, I've seen what it looks like when Logan's getting ready to hit you. And so, so it's like, you don't recall much after is what yeah, you're saying. Like when you, yeah. I remembered how that was for a second. My last, my last recollection. Yeah. Before my headgear spun around in my head. But, um, uh, but, uh, but no, I, I like, I think one thing that I like about the way that the like a, the thing you're talking about is I like I like and there are boxers who will do this to some degree as well. It's not as traditional, but but like the way that, that you're fighting with your hands more out in front of you, you end up engaging in um, like almost a little bit of like hand fighting, sure. you know, on yeah. the way into the punching. And to me, that that's just a much more interesting way to when you're talking about a sport where at any moment somebody might try to take you down. Right. Or, or, this might turn into a grappling match any any second now. To me, having your hands up, you know, uh, you know, at your temple and your cheekbone, you know, like a like a regular boxer might. It's it's sort of like. You're you're kind of overcommitted to to boxing sure, basically, yeah. but when you get your hands out there, now all of a sudden you've got the capability to block. Still, you haven't lost that. You got the capability to smother punches before they're even thrown, um, and you're also your 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 kind of balance is set up in a way to throw a kick easier. Yeah. You're ready to grab the motherfucker if that's what it sure. comes down to. <laughs> you know, one, yeah. one thing, is 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 already sitting right there waiting right. for you to take advantage of it. One thing you're even missing is yeah. if I'm here I'm going to have a, a a tougher time judging the distance right? mm. I, I can use this reaching and this good, paw as yeah. kind of a yardstick yeah as well. good point so if I know if I'm here if you step in I can step about five inches away and then I can yeah. carry and counter yeah true because uh, so they becomes, don't allow they don't allow tape measures right, in no, competition no, right I tried once they they said that's not allowed <laughs> yeah like a, and, yeah. a laser yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you know this Logan but accuracy beats power yeah uh, yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah, right Conor McGregor shirts yeah too. accuracy uh, beats power <laughs> see so like no connor the guy needs to fight yeah man or he sure. is like going to i mean i don't know i feel like the, i'm at the end of my rope nah, with, everybody with this guy everybody's tired of it like yeah i mean i think he's great i think it's great or whatever but also i kind of feel like you gotta move on you gotta move you gotta you gotta fight yeah you just gotta fight and it's not like this and it's fine if he doesn't want to he doesn't need to that's he's right he's got the money that's right but just say it I think that probably he's making so much money not doing anything and just teasing what he might do that that's kind of his job right now. (laughs) That's my job. Like I'm making like hand over fist cash by just uh, titillating people with uh, four words on Instagram or whatever. It's also Um, possible he didn't do shit after that Mayweather fight for about six months. Yeah, right. Just went to vacation. (laughs) Yeah, right. I mean, and getting, you know, whatever. He's got this baby and everything else going on now. So I think it's like, you know, uh, but you have to admit though he, he he did not have a hard road, the hardest road to get to where he is. He was a brilliant. That's how you do it. Right he played there. the game. Yeah. You, he, he, he kind of actually different. took, I think, a lot from sort of. Not that this was probably what happened, but similarly, Ben Askren, right? Like they just people that transcended uh, the organization enough to think about what can I do for me yeah, to, yeah. to get myself with the and take the least damage that's it and, and yeah. have yeah I mean and it's not like he didn't come back from that ACL like he's yeah. definitely worked I mean he definitely had a yeah. hard road yeah, oh, yeah. sure you're, you're gonna, gonna have, have tough fights and downs, and, but, but you're not a journeyman with a 45 but and like 23 Den- record finally yeah. getting your title and I'm shot. sorry yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. oh you beat Dennis Seaver and yeah, yeah. Like, you know Poya, Poya. I mean oh, great fighters I guess <laughs> or whatever but I mean 
you know, yeah. Holloway early on. Early Holloway. Yeah, I'd love to see that fight. I'd love to that'd see them fight again. That'd be amazing. Ooh, that'd yeah. be good. Yeah. I, the, the Khabib Connor fights the one. Oh, God. Right? Yeah. That would be amazing. See, let me tell you right now, Connor is never Khabib. going Khabib. to fight Khabib. Khabib. <laughs> that would yeah. be the most. It's funny how it, it looks like everybody. It would be would, so awesome to like. Everybody have... agrees it'd be a starching, either one way or the other. Either, yeah. either Connor just touches him with the left hand well, and puts him out. Yeah. Think back to Khabib. Is like the, his leg. the one thing that we have yeah. seen with Khabib, like so we can continue with this Khabib like like uh, analysis, but the one thing we have seen is in the in the fight with uh, Michael, what's his name? Uh, he Johnson. with Michael Johnson. Yeah. He you do see Khabib taking shots, and you oh, see Khabib oh. getting a little rocked. Yeah. So it's like he's not he's not um, he's we we've seen that he can get hit, in the arm, he can get hit, and he can get hurt. Yeah, you know, and it's like. That's important to know because, sure. like, you're not like Conor McGregor, where you realize, the, like, the end of the first round, you're like, this motherfucker doesn't get knocked out. <laughs> What's the plan A is out the window. Yeah, like, yeah. Everything really fell through you know, with Connor, yeah. didn't it? And that round two of the DS fight, he was <laughs> yeah. riding all that momentum, just yeah. untouchable. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, whoa, yeah. what is this? Here's the thing, too, with with Connor, like, to, to say something, you know, good and, and, and to point to the fact that, like, he, you know, he did come back from that fight. He did do all that training. He did, in my mind, beat him. In the second fight, yeah, he did, yeah. and he certainly and he certainly represented himself well after that fight, and and said, "Hey, guess what? He took he he got me, and here's all the reasons why I right. was not ready yeah. for what yep. I just went up against. Totally. And I'm going to come back, and I will be ready, and yeah. I will do it, and and I will run. I will do all sorts of things yeah. to make sure I can beat this man. I couldn't believe they but, did it at 170. Yeah, yeah, that was what was surprising. That, that was insane. That's, yeah, that was that, silly. That, that yeah. was silly. Well, he, you know, he, he did. He definitely learned. Came back and was like, "Oh, leg kicks. I can. That helps. Yeah, running a little bit helps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he then, he was actually starting to. Yeah. He got. I think he kind of got lucky in the second fight because yeah. I think if he hadn't done, well, if I, I think he was about to. I mean, he was. Well, he, he yeah. Was, is it a fight to the death? Right. If it's a fight to the death, you got to give it to Diaz, right? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You know for sure, I mean? yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's but, uh, how I think it should be judged. Is, 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 if this was a fight to the death, who's going to win? Diaz. If we stop it right now. Yeah. Who's going to win? Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. You know. Both times. But I think Sorry I to think that, Brian. But, no, no, but, no. But, but he did a great. I mean, I really think he. You know, he showed that he. He showed a lot of incredible amount of character and incredible amount of heart and incredible amount of everything. Well, you know, from the first fight to the second fight, and then yes, but then now he's just gone into the outer space of just utter promotional <laughs> right. nonsense, yeah. like yeah. to the point where it's so alienating and Let's, it's yeah. it's just so like. And also, by the way, I just have this thing too, where it's like, look, I understand that you got to build this brand and do all these things, but you know what? When you're filthy rich, all of a sudden, like, don't don't. There's so many more honorable ways that you can be filthy, stinking rich. Yeah. But like the cars and the watches and just the show and all the promo uh, yeah. and all the like yeah. I, his idolization of the Mayweather business plan. Yeah. I totally get it. But also like once you've made enough money where you would have trouble spending it for the rest of your life, yeah. get like summon your inner Ali or something. Yeah, and, and that'd be do, nice. Because the world <laughs> needs the world needs better examples yeah. than what he's he's giving. Right. That's how I feel about it. What do you well? What do you feel? I mean, like I think that uh, Rose. Not that it's his responsibility. He can do whatever yeah. f he wants. Rose Namajunas talked to that point exactly yeah. when she won her championship yeah. from, from Joanna Joan Jacek. Yeah, she's basically said, I, I, "This is about honor. This is important yeah. for me to be a champion, and and I have a sense of what that means and what I want it to mean, and I'm going to behave in a certain way uh, to rep, to be that 
to be to be a champion. You know what I mean? And yeah. I, I again, who, do whatever you want. No, there's no there's no law. Just about as, being, as the same pathways you know? as there are many yeah. ways to get to where they are. There yeah. are many pathways to extend where they yeah. where they arrive. I think Holloway's yeah. a good example too of a, of a guy who really like represents his country, represents himself, represents his sport. You know, in this in this very you know fucking zen master samurai kind of kick-ass way yeah and I, which I it's really actually love. approachable and familial and cool yeah. too like it's not he's yeah. not like in outer space about it or, yeah. or like wielding cash or whatever he's yeah. just like i really appreciate it even like by the way leg injury out of uh was it 222 oh, right. or whatever yeah. like bummer yeah such a bummer i I want to see that with Frankie Edgar, man, so bad. This is the second time yeah. they've tried to do this. I don't, I know that sucks. I think they're going to try to put in uh, Brian Ortega versus Frankie. <sighs> Brian Ortega is badass. Please don't man. make it for a, uh, an interim title. Please, yeah, no though. interim title. No more interim. They make should, it. It's called a gonna, number one contender spot. Yeah, yes. not an say, interim title. The, well, uh, the meritocracy is gone. Yeah. That's why I was going to just bring that up. Like, what? One of the things that got me like really loving mixed martial arts, and especially the way the UFC handled their mixed martial arts. Uh, early on was the fact that I remember my brother asking me about this years and years ago. This is like I kind of, I've kind of gone through like phases of of being just gaga for MMA and then sort of drifting away because I because the fighters weren't interesting to me anymore and stuff. And now it's so incredible. It's just it's amazing where it is now. But um, uh, but at some point back when the day when I was like watching like WEC fights and stuff like that. Oh man, I love that shit because when that's I discovered awesome, those guys, I was like I was like that's when it really sunk in deep for me like the UFC caught my attention on the Tuft program caught my eye I was interested in finding out how this sport worked I was fascinated about the grappling because it was obvious that there was like some there's a this wasn't madness there was method here but I just didn't understand it and I found it fascinating but eventually that's when they just had the bigger weight classes and eventually when I discovered the WEC guys their smaller weight classes that eventually got sort of absorbed by the UFC into their own lighter weights those lighter weight fighters, just like in boxing, were more interesting to me because they fought more. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? And they would have a gas tank in the fifth round. You know right. what I mean? So, um, uh, and they were fascinating. That, that shit was fascinating. But my, my brother would say, you know, don't you think it's weird that like, don't you think it's weird that their champions aren't good enough to hold on to their championships? And I would say, well, one of the reasons why boxers hold on to their championships is because they don't fight anybody who can take their championships away. Right. Yeah, it's always, it's very, very, you know, it's like these two guys are never going to fight until until it makes sense. And it's going to make sense when they're past their prime and da-da-da, now we can cash it in. That's how it always happens. And one of the things I loved about the way UFC did their stuff is it's like, no, the number one guy fights the champ. Right. And that's why they fucking turn over all the time because Absolutely. the best fight the best. And when you do that, there's turnover. There's, that's, it's that's not over like that now. anymore. That is over now, yeah. though. That's yeah. the, that's that, I mean, and I think we've been in this period for the last six months of like, is this over? Yeah. Is this kind of like, are we holding on to something here? Um, or things will get back to normal. I don't think they're going to get back. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I, I think. I think they have to strip Connor for sure. Right. <laughs> for sure. That's, that to me is the like. Is there a meritocracy? That's, yes or no. That's how you find the, out. the way you find out is whether they strip Connor within the next month or two yeah. or not. And honestly, they could do it in a way that is brilliant marketing. And for, it for, would be, for everyone. You yeah, know what I mean? like if everybody yeah. wins. It's not. Yeah. yeah. But they've got to get that thing moving along. It's so painful. It's so painful. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you touched on it. The, there's two big things, but also the style matchups. And, and we talked right. about how 
even the boxers were handpicking their opponents, oftentimes based off styles. Right. You have to understand that there's so many more variables and styles when it comes to mixed martial arts compared to boxing. There might be 10 different types of styles in boxing, but there's hundreds and hundreds and yeah. hundreds of types of styles. So, like, styles win matchups a lot of the times. And, yeah. and oftentimes, the best matchup determines the champion and sometimes you just get an unlucky draw and it's mm-hmm. a bad matchup for you like it's, if i were to face a you know division one wrestler with a really tough takedown defense game right now i might be in big trouble you mm-hmm. know what i mean but it's all about those styles and how you can like tyron woodley he's overcome th- the styles and and he's faced two really different tough different specialists and been able to overcome that and uh-huh. you know the fans don't like it so much but it's an incredibly hard thing to do. Well, same uh-huh. with the same with like Damian Meyer, right? Like where he, he's almost gotten there, you know. Yeah. Uh, but he, I think he's taken it as far as anyone would have ever imagined. But he hasn't I mean, adapted, right? He's yeah. tried, but yeah. he hasn't really truly made the adaptation. His last does. fight, though, his striking was actually not yeah. oh, terrible. He's, he's, he's I mean, a good striker. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't believe how good it was the last yeah. time I saw. It. I'm like, I'm but, like, I, I can't. I, dude, was even but I'm gonna guess, I'm gonna guess at what you think, and you just tell me if I'm anywhere near right, just in my observations, which would be that because he doesn't have like the 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 wrestling twist the where he can actually drive through takedowns and like really like he's got to get in close he's got to grab somebody and then take them down as opposed to like if he had a little bit more wrestling he could actually like do more more driving yeah so you're right no you're absolutely right cool but he kind of goes for more like yeah right (laughs) hook hook and trip takedowns where he's gonna like not necessarily power double you like a like a good wrestler would he's more so gonna like shoot in for a single and kind of trip you and pick your leg up and then throw but he, you down. he's not yeah. gonna get you like going all the way across but he's not gonna drive yeah. through you yeah. right and, yeah. and but half of it with the MMA is timing that's right and, and even so there's some wrestlers man that stink at MMA because they just can't time a takedown mm-hmm. whether it be they're plotting too much it's a completely different game. I go, I'll do jujitsu, and there's a completely different stance I take, and there's a completely different pace we're setting, completely different takedowns I've got to work for. To where if we're doing MMA, I know I've either got to set up the takedown with maybe just basic jab jab, or I've got to wait and parry one of your combos. I've got to let you come in a little bit uh, and and time a takedown properly. But if I just keep going in, going in, and just trying to take you down, you could have the best double leg in the world, but if you're not setting it up in MMA, it's not happening. And you're going to yeah. get gassed yourself. Right, and you're going to get gassed. Yeah. Yeah. Get- the most gassing thing is to try yeah. a takedown and fail. Yeah. And yeah. Get back up at it, it's like... <gasps> Yeah, yeah. So you've really got it. That's that's half of it. That's missing is the commitment to go to the ground. So if I shoot a takedown, that's me saying it's time to go to the ground. I can't fail. If I if I don't even get the takedown, I better pull a half guard or a guard or something to get it to the ground. There's something I can do. Yeah. Because if I'm confident enough in my ground game, I can at least sweep them from my guard, and then I'm on top, and then my goal has been accomplished. Yeah. That's one of the things I like about you know one of the things I think. And you've seen this more in the women's uh, divisions, but but you see a little bit of it in MMA. But I feel like this is something that that MMA could use more of. But I feel like I feel, and I know some of this is in jujitsu. But I feel like judo is such a good space for getting takedowns in MMA. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because of the throws and the trips and all that stuff, especially up against the fence, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, that's why you've got to not just have one at this point, right? right? So, like, Damian Maya's got his one or two takedowns that he's going for, and if he doesn't hit those, he's done. Yeah. But if you're going for a throw, you miss the throw, you go into a single leg, you miss the single leg, you're back into a throw. Oh, miss that, you're pulling guard now. Yeah. You've got to have all these options ready to go. Yeah, interesting. And and, and you've got to drill those. 
and a lot of people aren't. They're just kind of drawing their game plan, their A plan, their their number one go to. Yeah. Well, here's the thing or too: they stick is, to their style, right? Well, this is one of the reasons why people don't want to train martial arts or they don't want to learn jujitsu or whatever. And one of the big lessons and one of the the really important things about it is that. You you are putting yourself in a situation where you're bad at something, right? And 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 not only are you bad at it, but because you're bad at it, you're you can't breathe now, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and that's not fun, you know. At six in the morning, sure. you know what yeah, I mean. Sure. So and it's like and so so not only are you you know you're 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 dealing with your you're fighting yourself in many ways, of course, is what it comes down to, and you're you're putting yourself in situations where you know. It's uncomfortable. It can be painful. You're you're failing over and over and over again. And a lot of people just don't want to do that. Right. Now, I think if you do do that, all of a sudden you realize all these other things in your life take on a very weird perspective because none of them are that hard. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Yeah. Exactly. You know, you it, this shit's easy. It's, and I feel that way just from going to the gym and like learn, you know, working on my moves or going to the class and stuff. I especially feel it when I'm sparring because that's when I get. As 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 exhausted as I can get, I think, right. uh, and and I've probably been hit in the head a couple of times and feel like a dumbass. <laughs> you know what I mean? But when I go home, by the time I'm in the car driving away, I just feel such a lightness sure. because because that's the hardest thing I'm going to do all week, and <laughs> and I did you okay, it, and I did okay. You, you know it. what I mean? It's all, it's all fine. I didn't get hurt. If that's the it's hardest fun. thing you do all week. That's a good week. Yeah, and it's like it's like. You know, and it's like now uh, the all these things on my to do list, half of them shouldn't even be on the list. Now that I think, now that I think about it, you know, and right. the other stuff that's going to be easy, you right. know, because no one's going to be trying to kick me. <laughs> yeah. right. that's, yeah. that's why all those egos get beat down really yeah. fast because everybody that's beating you mm-hmm. at one point they were getting beat. So yeah. if they if, if they forgot and they're no longer humble, then that's shame on them. Mm. But most of us haven't forgot the times that we were beaten. You yeah. know, it wasn't long ago yeah. where we would, we would come up to class every day just to take a beating and just yeah. to take a beating. And we know that that isn't super fun. So we, we by the time you're good, you've been beat up enough to know that you shouldn't be beating others. <laughs> yeah. That's why, generally speaking, most most of the people who do train are very nice people. Yeah. yeah. So Logan, you're a very nice person. Thank you. So this is clearly the truth you're speaking. Um, uh, so tell me, tell everybody what where they can find you, sure. what's happening next, all your things. Sure. So uh, first, if you'd like to follow me on, I guess I, Instagram, it's Jujitsu Logan J I U J I T S U L O G A N. Um, you can find me at the UFC gym in Hendersonville, uh, where I'm pretty much there all day, every day. Um, yeah, just ask me. I'm probably there. So, Logan, you, you teach kids jujitsu classes. Yes. You teach adult uh, mo- uh, uh, MMA classes. Yeah, so we've got kids jujitsu starting from age three. Uh, we have a three to five year old class, five to eight, nine yeah. to twelve, teenager and adult class. Yeah, super family friendly place. Yeah. It's packed with every type of person, every yeah. age. You know, when, when at nighttime especially. We've got a three year old and we've got sixty six year olds yeah. that train there. We've got a kids <laughs> center for the kids that can't awesome. train yet. Yeah, uh, we really do have something for the whole family. We've got just the the whole gym itself. Uh, but the fitness classes, the conditioning classes, the yeah. actual MMA and the jujitsu. Yeah. Everything. There's oftentimes more than one thing, but at least something for everybody. Yeah, for if sure. If you come to the UFC gym, we've got great coaches. Yeah. Um, Logan, you also do, like, somebody could hire you to do a private session. Yeah, right? yeah, of course. Yeah. Available for private coaching. So anytime you just want to come in and work, 
uh, or even just come in and talk about your goals, what you're trying to achieve. We're happy to sit down and talk, just talk about that. That's on us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then from there, if you're thinking about working with a coach a little more, then you know we can discuss that. Uh, but we're available for anything from nutrition counseling, fitness planning, uh, MMA, just trying to get better, hitting the mitts, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. whatever your goals are, we've got something for you if you come down to the UFC gym. Yeah. Sweet. And now, what about your social media stuff? Tell us about that. Uh, man, I'm not, not too crazy about it, but yeah. just, just on Instagram. Uh, and then my Twitter got hacked by some some Muslim. I don't. I really don't know. I've been tweeting Arabic for the last two months. Is that true? Uh, definitely don't follow me on Twitter. It's nothing but Arabic. <laughs> Maybe it's really interesting. Yeah, I, it could be. Uh, <laughs> but who knows? Maybe it's like some brilliant writer. I or got spam botted. Somebody took over yeah. my account for spam. I think. Nice. Uh, but I'm on Facebook at Logan Davis Nash. So if you want to add me on Facebook, go and what's your Instagram? Because you're on there. Jujitsu Logan. Jujitsu Logan. All one word. Cool. And then when can we see you compete? Next Saturday night at the Middle Tennessee Expo Center um, in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Again, doors open at 6.30. Fights start at 7.30. I'm going to be, I can't tell you what fight I'm going to be, but I'm going to be towards the middle. Of okay. The Is there a thumbtack match? No, I'm just kidding. Thumbtack. <laughs> Uh, and if you can't make it, we're probably going to have a live stream. Uh, I've got to oh, find great. who's doing the live stream. Okay. But I'll probably share it to my Facebook page. Okay. Yeah, so I'd love to get out. Maybe, we'll maybe, um, maybe I can get some way to shoot some video or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to. Uh, I actually, I actually contacted Jonathan through Facebook, which seems to be the only way maybe to contact. I'm him. not even sure, man. But I, con- I, I contacted him through Facebook to see if we could get passes to come down there, like press passes, and said I told him we were going to have you on the show. To, I said, you know what, and we'll want to follow up with you know the other fighters after the fight and all this kind of stuff and talk about the results really but nobody and I talked to somebody else at some point about getting down to those fights but it's like I mean I kind of I'm, that's, I'm kind of hoping to set up that kind of a relationship if we sure. can but so far it's I'm having trouble getting a hold of it. we'll make it happen I'll talk to John <laughs> man, okay. it's been awesome man thanks so much thank you it's been a real pleasure yeah guys I appreciate uh, it we gotta Brian's, do it again yeah absolutely Anytime. yeah we gotta check in with you after uh, your victory sounds good hopefully I won't have to be too ugly by then uh, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, thank god it's a podcast yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> we all have no faces videos. for radio here <laughs> uh, but really thanks man I really appreciate it thank you Brian thanks Joe Sensei Joe you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. All right, later. <laughs>